नमस्ते टुडेज प्रेयर ऑफ सेकेंड जनवरी नाइनटीन फोर्टीन इज मोर ए प्रेयर टू इट्स एन इन्विटेशन टू साइलेंस राधर देन टू स्पीच सो दैट्स वाई दैट लिटल मोमेंट वी हैव ड्राउंड दिस वर्ल्ड इन नॉट जस्ट द पॉल्यूशन ऑफ यू नो ऑल द atmosphere and environment we have drowned it in words so i remember one of the exhibition when it was held here in in the ashram exhibition hall and all words of mother and shirbindo were there and only that we went through the exhibition then he says he wrote a very interesting there is a small little passage also he says words 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 so words and they are of course luminous words of mother and shirbindo but in the process we lose the silence the consciousness which is behind it and here the mother is inviting us to this silence which is everywhere it is there on the battlefield it is there in in the crowd in the market it is there in our hearts in the spaces of the mind it is there everywhere the stars are woven in silence much easier to feel it when we are contemplating something vast but uh, it become very difficult to feel that silence when we are narrowing down it's just like you know when you compress uh, any um, object or let's say liquid or uh, gas into a smaller container you'll see i mean as per the simple laws the molecules and atoms they come closer and closer that's because you are compressing them whereas when you leave them into the wideness this disperse so same thing happens when our consciousness becomes very narrow and one of the signs uh, that uh, you know the consciousness is becoming very into a small little space is the need to speak and speak a lot and most of the time meaningless things so that's the other part of it <laughs> so speaking is okay but uh, when we speak meaninglessly much of it is just chatter noise and uh, the rest is gossip and whatever else is left is uh, opinions viewpoints whatsapp gyan all this as if we have a uh, need to just fill this world with voices and noises but we should take out time and sit and contemplate and enter into this silence so this what this prayer is about and every day we it's not that we have to sit for meditation for 2 hours 2 and a half hours every day four or five times that's my uh, own uh, way of looking at it and at one place shrivinda also speaks of it that uh, you need to take out two three times a day except those who are meant to pursue meditation of a very different kind but otherwise 10 15 minutes to just sit and tune into the silence and it's amazing one can rejuvenate so much one can open to inexhaustible stores of light of wisdom of truth of force of dynamic energy of ananda and of course of peace so this prayer is about an invitation to this silence and uh, this is january 2nd 1914 and the mother in the very beginning there is a beautiful qualification because there are people who believe that silence is the end so silence of nirvana now mother says there is a nirvana everywhere there is a nirvana behind mind mental nirvana there is a nirvana behind life 
there's a nirvana behind the very body and must have noticed uh, you know this when supposing there is a lot of conversation going on after a while if you have a lull period you are actually entering into that silence but because the energies are exhausted in that debate and discussion that we are unable to tap into it and it sinks into inertia similarly this nirvana this silence behind life this is much easier to see objectively supposing you watch the fishes swim or animal activity and you don't get too much engaged with it but just watch it after some time you will enter into a space which is beyond the activity into a silence the mother gives this even as a uh, very beautiful method of learning to relax so she says have a fish aquarium and just watch the fishes so after some time because you know they are moving more or less a similar pattern so after some time you pass beyond the what the fishes are doing and you enter into a state of inner silence so there are so many ways looking at these stars at night one can enter into silence even if there are no stars just watching the ocean and slowly any kind of you know repetitive activity and the sense of vastness and suddenly one enters passes into the silence and what is there hidden in the silence there it is he so repeatedly this is something very uh, it is just along the lines of the gita we will hear there are mystics who say nothingness is the ultimate thing but uh, nothingness can't be the ultimate thing by paradox <laughs> so there is something beyond nothingness so there is life which is full of teeming with activity there is the silence behind life and there is beyond the silence he who is manifesting himself through the silence so we see that exactly how it is described in the gita the divine in the mutable becomings the divine as the immutable silence imperishable support of all things and beyond it the purushottama with his infinite personality and infinite forces pouring into this earth passing through this zone of silence so and again everything in creation reproduces some profound truth so if you look at the sun it's a perfect example so between earth if you have to one has to journey even to moon actually you have to pass through a zone where you come out of gravity so when you come out of gravity then you are not pulled back to earth but you are not yet into the gravity of the moon you are moving in a space which is where you could continue ad infinitum moving then you can pass that space and enter into the gravitational field either of the moon or one of the planets so this zero gravity is a kind of state in which there is a state of silence the physical nature is reproducing this truth and the spiritual mind will be that when we pass from the silence into the moon and the supramental is when we go beyond even even the moon is a reflected ray where is it receiving it from the sun so this symbol is very uh, beautiful to remember similarly after intense physical activity in the ashram it's a regular thing that after a lot of physical activity there is concentration before and after so it's a common experience uh, that after that intense physical activity when you sit and just sit sit quietly you can actually experience sachidanand right in the physical if you want to really have that experience this is the way you can experience it such a deep quietude settling in but most of the time what do we do we go for a jog we go for a run we come back and what is our first impulse okay come let's have some tea or juice and we begin to you know sit or we or we just quickly go for a bath but the right thing is to sit in a pose of silence same thing when we receive something after darshan days 
people come out and they spill over and mother would say keep it and contain it in the silence after reading something just to sit in silence because why because it all this has to be assimilated inside so silence is the zone between this world of activity hectic activity and that from where all impulsion is coming so this what she is reminding us this marvelous silence manifests the so silence itself is an instrument to manifest why one has to the divine manifest through this zone of silence because that's where it can all come unadulterated without any filter the moment after that it enters into all the vessels and channels it becomes limited takes a certain angle of vision but in that state it is all contained in the original plenitude this marvelous silence manifests the in spite of the folly of human agitation what is human agitation activity is equivalent to running around so that's the story of buddha and angulimal that he tries to catch buddha and buddha says catch me and buddha never moves and he tries to catch and however far he goes he finds buddha at the always ahead of him yet at the same spot so that story is also there is in the isha upanishad that the gods can't catch why because uh, the divine is always ahead so divine is that stable basis within whom all the three movements of time are contained within so you can't catch because all movement means from one point to another but within him all the entire creation has come and absorbed into that state of inner silence so here this human agitation in spite of that that silence manifests the immutable and constant silence soul living in everything that one has only to listen in order to hear it so we have to tune in to the silence instead of tuning into all the various things and it says it's everywhere you can pick up a stone and enter into silence just go into a silence inside look at a tree and enter into silence just sit quietly with nature and enter into silence even there are moments which are very uh, much tuned to silence which help us in tuning one of them is early morning when there is this outbreak of the gods the dawn another when there is the twilight when there is a transition during transition there is a state when there is silence i have personally felt it even during mid noon time so if one sits at that time the meditations are very deep and one can enter into it because it's a state when nature is entering into a state of quiescence because it's changing it's turning changing guard so that's a time when we can take advantage of it but we have to learn to tune to this silence in opposition to all that is futile noise vain agitation useless dispersion of energies plenty even things which we think are very useful and the mother says whatever little has been done by people which is useful in the world has been done by those who knew how to stand back from the activity then you opened a door inside and let that pour but when we are into it that's the whole teaching of the gita that while you are going through the entire battlefield there is krishna and time to time arjuna has to just turn his eyes to krishna and look at him so we must become conscious of this inner presence and before that just the silence this person of energies much can be spoken about it the mother says that to speak meaningfully for one hour 
you must maintain silence for 10 hours. So, when I had read it, I said, uh, this is a bad profession. <laughs> and that I am in because, um, not a profession, service of the mother. So, what do I do? Then I realized, yes, you can be in a state of inner silence. You need not chatter and, you know, speak too much. And this is not just speaking by the mouth. It includes typing. Because ultimately, you are chatting. You are letting yourself thrown into activity which is really not necessary. So, this whole thing that whenever there is little time, we should just sit in quietude. And uh, what do we do then? Sometimes one can enter into it just by observing the breath. Sometimes just by taking a trail of thought. Sometimes just by a chanting of a mantra. Even sometimes simply humming. Why? Because you pick up any activity, any sound, anything. Then after some time you'll see that this is, enter deep into it and you, you have crossed the sound barrier. There are forms of meditation which are like that. And they unfortunately use the word nonsensical syllable you can use. It's not nonsensical. Pick up any sound, seed sound, root sounds, apart from their special value to the tantric, I'm not going into it. And there's a sense behind it. But you pick up that sound, then after some time you pass beyond it. And you enter into silence. Even a visual thing. There are two ways of looking at something. One is that we are intensely occupied by looking at the form. Outwardly, kaisa dikhta hai? How is it outside? But the other is just let your gaze go around. You know, there is a very beautiful description in Savitri. When uh, Savitri comes after meeting Satyavan. So both Ashapati and Narada sitting there and both are sages and seers. So they cast their gaze around her. And then they discover. Now what we do is we forget to do that. We look into the person. I mean look at the person. But if you don't do that, if you just allow your gaze to just be around, then after some time you will pass behind. Same thing in when a person is speaking something. So we get intensely agitated and animated discussion. But if you just listen without judging, without anything, then after some time you pass beyond the noise and the words into that silence. So anything can be used as a means. And there are several ways. But the worst is gossip. She says very clearly and especially when it is about people and their defects and criticism and especially when it is filled with malicious intents, then mother has said it's like spiritual suicide. And then she gives us a beautiful blessing. Let it flower in our being. What is she asking to flower? Silence. Look at it. Silence is a form. She is giving it a form. Let it flower in our being as a generator of light and peace. It is the original source. So if we just tune into this silence, few minutes are enough. And for us, we have such simple ways, just tune into the mother and then, you know, that outpouring begins. It's a generator of light and peace. And let its power radiate on all in beneficent waves. That's all we have to do. Just to sit quietly, few moments. Tune into this silence and let this peace. There is an invocation here. That peace, that light, that enter and let it radiate upon all beings. So we don't have to really go to this temple, that place, you know. It's not necessary because the original temple, there are three temples of God. The first temple is the 
atom itself. Atom is a temple abode. Shabindra describes that Shiva in his chariot rides, fiery chariot rides. Minutest temple. Then there is another temple which is the universe. Every day you can have darshan of the Lord there in his arup roop. And then that final temple is within man's heart. So these are the three original temples. All that we need is to uh, enter there and tune into the silence. Normally temples have become so chaotic. So much noise, so much. That's why one, one of the best things about the ashram is silence is emphasized. And it's written silence. Not that you go there and start chattering and all that. Inner chatter of course, but start with something external. Thou art the savor of a life and the reason of all activity, the goal of our thoughts. And then she is once again reminding us that we receive everything from the divine, savor of a life, the real essence, he from whom everything flows and the reason of all activity. Everything should turn towards the divine. So this is very beautiful because normally we think there are some activities which are meant for taking us to the divine, some activities which are mundane. This is the old division. In synthesis of yoga, Shurabindu beautifully says that this is the old religious division. So religious division is if you go to temple or if you chant a prayer or if you do agarbatti and all that, it is meant for God. But when you are doing business, you are seeing a patient, you are talking to someone, going for a walk, it's your time. That is God time, this is your time. But by tuning in, every activity's goal should be to turn towards the divine. Anything. And Shrivinda goes on to say, even a very breathing and heartbeat can be so tuned that every moment a heart beats and this breath, it should be what is the goal of life? It is the divine. When we do that, then every activity, whether it's bath, whether it's even the most mechanical activities, food, digestion. So, he is the goal of all our activities. And he is also the essence of all life. He, it is he who becomes the rasa of life. So, savor of, you know, it's a very interesting word she is using. That's why we savor life. Why do we savor? Because there is within it something of the divine essence. So, to tap into that... But we cannot tap into that if we live in a world of noise and agitation. The only way to tap into that is by practicing this, these moments of quietude. So I'll read this again, January 2nd, 1914. This marvelous silence manifests thee in spite of the folly of human agitation. The immutable and constant silence so living in everything that one has only to listen in order to hear it. In opposition to all that is futile noise, vain agitation, useless dispersion of energies. These should be moments when everything should be out. Phone, people, in, in the beginning we have to do like that. That's how in Savitri there comes this marvelous line uh, which describes meditation in three words, three um, basic lines. In moments when the inner lamps are lit. Inner lamp is the lamp of aspiration. And life's cherished guests are left outside. Look at it. It's not outside the door, but you sit with that. This is my time with the divine. Nobody comes, it's... Me and the divine, nothing else. And then only divine because there is no more me after that. 
our spirit sits alone and speaks to the gulfs and one should spend this is the best way you know in fact people who do it are ready for the divine there is a very interesting description in the gita and shobindra and the mother both uh, confirm this that uh, if the tendency in those who are ready for the divine is to look for periods of silence natural tendency the reverse is when you are looking for some activity you are looking for some party some people to you know drown yourself but otherwise people who are seeking the divine have a natural tendency to find silence look for moments snatch moments of silence they can always be snatched everywhere even the most busy activity another activity when it's so easy to tune in is any mechanical activity when you're driving so it's so much easier to you know go inside and tune to that of course there comes a time when on the battlefield one can tune in but in the beginning it's very good to snatch those moments in spite of the folly of human agitation the immutable and constant silence so living in everything that one has only to listen in order to hear it in opposition to all that is futile noise vain agitation useless dispersion of energies let it flower in a being as a generator of light and peace and let its power radiate on all in beneficent waves thou art the saver of all life and the reason of all activity the goal of our thoughts once again it's worth reflecting on this last line saver of all life the essence the rasa the reason of all activities because of you everything moves the goal of our thoughts thou art the one towards which all our thoughts our motives the impulsions must be directed so we'll stop here this wonderful prayer namaste